What up? Welcome back to another episode of Moon Fruit Inc. I am Frank Lancio, and with me tonight is my friends Danny Tilly, Jack Gallagher, Chief Fucking Bear Ghost Franklin, Chief Fucking. They Bear know. Ghost. They know. They know. What's up? I and, still like to be addressed appropriately. Okay, Andy. Goddamn Chief. Andy is not here tonight. He has work very early tomorrow. From home. From home. Bullshit. <laughs> Lazy. Uh, for once, Dan doesn't have a rant, unfortunately. We always love when Dan has to rant. Best part of the video. Nothing happened this yeah. week. Nothing happened. Um, I still hate Rob Manfred. Yeah, fuck Uncle Rob. Uh, I guess my only rant would be that the my lovely Red Sox investigation got delayed due to coronavirus. So. Oh, yeah, due to coronavirus. Fuck it's Uncle Rob. To, shit, we still don't have evidence. Let's yeah. keep looking. Can't find jack shit, so uh, let me fuck right off. How much more money do you think they'd throw at that? I don't know. Who's gonna be the next? Who's the investigator? That's the next commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> History would say that that's probably gonna happen. Evan Drellick's probably running the whole fucking thing. Fuck that guy. Maybe Joe Torrey. No, he's at breakfast. Oh, he's always at breakfast. He's at breakfast right now, and it's fucking what? Eleven thirty? Yeah. On a fucking Tuesday night, no, he's at breakfast, Jack. Um. I can go for pancakes. Don't tell me you have a good time. I'm hungry. Today, what? We just got last starting pitchers for the top 100. That's mm-hmm. it? Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So, let's get this shit rolling, Daniel. Okay. Uh, first overall pitcher, number seven from the top 100. One, Garrett Coltrane. It's really hard to argue between him and DeGrom. At seven and eight, one yeah, and I two. Mean, I mean, they're one and two. The only argument is Degrom's one, two. Cy Young still has none, but one of them has a. I don't know. One of them played on a good team. The other one played on the Mets. And one has a really ridiculous contract. Uh, they both have really ridiculous contracts. <laughs> <laughs> one's one's very team friendly. One's very unteam friendly. <laughs> yep. And it's a mute point, but in your opinion, should he have won the Cy Young last year over JV? I was, I thought yes. I agree. We we talked, we discussed this. God, old facility. We talked about this. I mean, and I told you the no hitter was the reason Verlander was winning. Yeah. Like we, we can that and the uh, the hall the the writers vote by for Kate Upton. Um. Yeah. Put her, put her, put her, the uh, fact that she get done. she gets a fucking vote. That's. I don't know if she really gets a vote. I could definitely see her getting a vote, though, just because she's not a journalist. Ah, she has her own blog. So do I. So do I, but... He's a bro who can have a blog. (laughs) Maybe she just asked nicely. Or flash some tits. (laughs) Yeah, ask nicely. Yeah. (laughs) She can be very persuasive, from from what I understand. (laughs) Anyway, at number three is that guy. Again, 13, 14, 3, 4... Really hard argument between those two. Yeah. Because they were both the runners-up for the Cy Young. I mean... I might take Mad Max over JV. One of them stays on the field, one of them doesn't. Do you think... One of them makes 32 starts, the other one makes 30, usually. And one pitches with a broken nose. Well, he broke his own nose. That's that's why we don't punt. And he still struck out over 10. (laughs) Is it time to make the argument that... We or not the argument, the statement where we start to see the decline of Verlander. 
What's I mean, he's now on the. He's now looking at questionable opening day. I pre- yeah. I mean, he said I saw. But so is Mad Max. Also true. I saw they both. What Verlander got hurt two days ago, and Max got hurt yesterday, or something like yeah. that. Um, you know, both of them are up there. They're and not only that, but they're both valuable to their team, whether they're on the mound or not. Yeah. So, Justin Verlander, whether he's pitching or not is a very important voice in that clubhouse with those young pitchers. And it's the same thing with Max. Are there guys on this list that will pass them? Yeah. Are there guys that are ahead of them right now? Just two. Uh, yeah, so then I know you're going to have this argument at five with Strasburg. I mean, recency bias. Oh, after what he did in the postseason where he was absolutely lights out dominant, I'm okay with where he is. And he's got way more of a track record than Flaherty. Where if I've got a one-game playoff... You're taking your boy. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like I would. Because Strasburg, there's always been that, that stretch where he's just been... Not stretch, just his entire career has been inconsistency. Has it, though? Yes and Yes. I don't know if I'd say it's inconsistency. I'd say he goes through stretches where he's hurt, pitching through injury. That's fair. I can agree with that. And then actually. it gets to a point where he's like, all right, I got to shut it down. Yeah, it's fair. I can agree with that, actually. And Flaherty is... As good as advertised. In the second half, I don't know what he is yet. A full year? Yeah, I mean, he I was understand. solid in the first half. But the second half, he was otherworldly. And if you look at his uh, numbers on... For the opposing Babbitt, there was definitely some luck there. It's fair. He pitched with runners on base quite a bit. You know, he's he was a base hit each game away from having a bad outing. But then he, he was one big pitch away from things going sideways in a hurry. Then he just decided to drop his knee stick on the table and say, here, this is me. Yeah, well, that's the thing, but... That doesn't play over 162. Oh, you're right. And the yeah. thing with Strasburg is, like, every year he's played statistically, he's never hurt you. He's always been a well above average pitcher. But this last season was just the third time he's ever gotten 30 games, you know, started. So right. That's, that's always been the issue to Dan's point. You know, Best when he's ability. on the field, he's good. Best ability is availability. Yeah. And then this year, when he was healthy, for the whole season and the postseason, we saw how valuable he can really be. But long term, that's the question. Uh, how far do we think Bueller shoots up this list? He's currently, I, I think. Do we think he's high right now at seven overall as the pitcher? No, I think he's that. right there. I'm good with that. What about overall at 29? I think Bueller could be ahead of Flaherty. Okay. I mean, yeah. All, everything's there. It's all there. It's The pedigree is there. The mentorship he's had is there. And he's, they're bringing another guy with Price who's got more, just not more, but it's like he's got a Let's wide range. They don't, he doesn't pick up the Fortnite habit that Price has. Good old carpool tunnel. I think I got that, actually. <laughs> Weird how that works out, right? Mm. The guy, the real, the real question for me is Cliff. Yeah, I don't know why they have him up so high. And Morton so No, because Clev is electric. Oh, yeah. He's an electric personality. He's an electric arm. He's, and got, he's got a voice. 
and he we saw that this offseason with this whole Astro thing. Um, and I think the only reason Clem is as low as he is is um, you mean in terms of overall at yeah, forty-seven? Overall at forty-seven is because of injuries. And he's yet to put it together over 162. And he's hurt again. He did. He is back on the mound. Threw his first bullpen yesterday after knee surgery. Is there any video of that? Because no. I would, okay, cause I would love when to was, see. When he was throwing last week. Yes, you showed me It this. didn't look good. It, I just want to see if he can be as violent as he usually is on that front leg. I mean, he, we still got three weeks to worry about it. Fair. But. Um... Chucky Morton, 52 middle of the pack. I think it's more because he plays indie ball with air conditioning. Well, how do you feel about Corbin at 9 at 48? I feel like that's high. Corbin is not. Like we talked about Corbin early in an earlier podcast. He is just, he's a one-pitch guy. He's a, he's a slider guy. He, he's, um, you know, on a, on a team with a deeper rotation, he becomes your closer. Yeah, I I wouldn't argue that at all, actually. Or your your you know eight seven eight guy. Yeah. But they paid him starter money, so they're going to try to ride it out. You think eventually, as the career goes down the path, he ends up in the bullpen, or he ends up traded to a team somewhere else. He's not a marquee starter. I don't think he's ever been a marquee starter. I think Martinez used him well in the postseason. I agree. And it's kind of like how Cora used uh, Evaldi the year before. Like yeah. that rover. Yeah. So. How do we feel about Kershaw, where he is? Uh, it's where he belongs yeah. at this point. He's, at that he's not who he was. He is. He's not the best pitcher in the game anymore. No. But he's not bottom of the barrel either. He's not just a number five guy. Yeah. He's, he's a, a number, problem. He's a number three. Yeah, but he's a number three that's going to give you a bad time. Yeah. But well, we, well, here, well, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. My question is because they, they get there's Bueller, there's Kershaw, now there's Price. Who is that number two? Is it Kershaw like on the rotation? I mean, Kershaw's starting opening day. Yeah. That's so, fair. Theoretically, it's so. If you're in, a, if you're in a game seven, you're throwing Bueller. I'm not throwing Price. Ah, uh, he's over that line. Mm, I'm still not throwing Price. Well, I mean, <laughs> with the, with those two guys, I understand it. And who, now, now, Kershaw's postseason career becomes what if? I'm honestly, I'm starting Bueller. Yeah, he's electric. And, 97, 98 plays. And I'm going to Clayton, and then Price out of the pen, and then. Hopefully Jensen. Hopefully we're trying. Well, Jensen's been driveline all offseason, so Ooh, maybe we Blake. might see some things. Oh, well, they got Blake in there too. That's gonna yeah. give us some depth. Yep. So are we actually game seven? I'm starting. Uh, hmm. What Ross Stripling? He's got a mean arm, Ross. Yes. <laughs> no Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling. Game seven. Actually, seven. I might start on uh, Cody Bellinger. Why not? <laughs> He's got a hose piece out there. So. Not just going off last year, but going off what you've seen in their careers going into this season. Are you willing to say Ryu and Bieber are better than Kershaw at the start of the season? I think um, Biebs is. Yeah, I agree with Biebs. With Ryu, I'm not so sure. He had a Ryu great year. was a Cy Young candidate until the end of August. Yeah. 
So, and he's a little older. I think he's what, like 35 now? Yeah, but those Japanese pitchers age different. Right? Or is he Korean? I don't know. Uh, he's got. I think it's he's the same got, power. Yeah. yeah. They age different. I don't think he's ready to come into the AL East. I think that's a different animal than people realize, especially being National League to American League. I don't disagree with you. And the park he pitched in is more – it's more of a pitcher's park, correct? At night, daytime, it's – And you're going to Toronto now, and it's a high school regulation field. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what kind of year really to expect. I know he's not going to lead the – probably isn't going to lead American League in ERA. So, um, my boy needs to slide down this list drastically. I'm taking Kershaw over him right now. My, my boy, yeah. Yeah, because he's going to – he pitches Friday and then – No, no, he plays catch Friday. Plays catch Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're going to see how the arm feels and then they're like – They're going to go play with lasers. Play with <laughs> They're going to play laser tag inside his – Stop. Uh, Don't do it, Jimmy. Granky <laughs> um, at 66 is. Is that low? He no. pitched really good last year. I know National League West and he's pitching in Arizona for most of it, but. I feel like he's almost like Greg Maddox at the end of his career now, which is still good, but. I mean, he's also a psychopath. Yeah, he so, is. Um, so maybe he'll fit in in Houston this year. I mean, I mean, I like. I guess I like where he is. He did. He had a sub three RA, right? Yeah, he, had a two he, also, nine. he also had a no hitter that he gave up a hit and then smiled after Verlanders when he told the media that he'd rather not throw no hitter because he didn't want all the attention. That's fair. So one makes you wonder: Did he do it on purpose? Uh, he might have smiled because he was relieved. Um, you know, Soroka, I like it, 67. He's a guy that could very easily jump up this list drastically next year. Top 10? He could easily be top 5 with his stuff. Aaron Nola, if he has a bounce back here or anything close to 2018, does he jump up this list top 50? Didn't, wasn't he a top 3 NL Cyan finalist? Not years, this year. Two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah, he yeah. one. He led pitchers in war. Uh, I think Nola and Snell are where they should be after this year. Yeah. yeah. And Severino. Sevi's going to be off this list, obviously. I yeah. think Castillo should be ahead of all of them. Yeah, Castillo probably. Oh. We can make the argument that Clev and Corbin shouldn't be in there in the top 10. But would you go Morton Castillo? I. In the would... top 10? Morton's in the top 10. It, yeah. I would probably... I might think about Beebs and Castillo in the top 10. So who are you taking out if we're taking out Clevin? Oh, Morton's in the top 10. I'm, I'm an idiot. Clevin, Corbin, I take out of the top 10. I put are Castillo you... and... Well... Because then there's a glass now, too. And glass now didn't... It's, it's fair. It's fair. But he's shown that he could be top 15. Yeah. So is Soroka. Mm. Soroka should be higher, in my opinion. But, again, it's hard to put guys with little service time ahead of veterans that have been doing it for 8, 10 years. 
body's conditioned for the whole 162. Out of those, not only that, not just the body, the mind is conditioned. Yeah. The ability to bounce back from a bad outing or a mediocre outing, not turning into a bad outing. Yeah. It's easy for a young guy have to have a, to not have great stuff and get shelled. Where how many times do you see Clayton Kershaw not have great stuff and still win a ball game three to two? How about the stat that Clayton Kershaw is like 108 and one in his career when the Dodgers give him four runs of support? That's just dumb. He knows how to get wins. Right. Good stuff or not. It's just that dog in him. Everyone needs some dog. I I blame Matthew Stafford for that. (laughs) Dallas Dallas boys, right? Yeah. Same high school. And there was another guy that went there. Jordan Walden. I don't know who that is. He's a reliever that threw like a hundo. Does he play now? Uh, He might be bouncing around somewhere. Yeah, Jack, what was it? Stafford was Kershaw's catcher, and Kershaw was Stafford's center. Who's going to have a catcher with that arm? Probably throw it over center field just in case. He he should probably just consider retiring from football and go catch somewhere. Yeah. Maybe the Dodgers would take him, because who's catching for them right now? Uh, What's his face? Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith. That rakes. Yeah. Uh, So out of those guys at the bottom... Between Soroka, Nola, Snell. Jordan Walton hasn't played in the Grande since 2015. Okay. Probably on the indie ball circuit, right? Uh, out of those bottom guys, who would you want, or who do you think has the most success as a starter? So, I believe, I'm sorry, he had a lap strain, got released, signed with the Braves. And they agreed to void his contract after he was not progressing in rehab. Did they just let 100 walk out the door? Well, 100's not any good if you're not getting healthy. That's fair. Kyle Farnsworth. Hey, Kyle Farnsworth was healthy. He just could not miss a bat. So, I apologize. What was the, uh, the question? All good. Uh... Out of those guys at the bottom of that list, mm-hmm. between Soroka and Glasnow, who do you think has the most success at starters? Ooh. Or most recent success? There's a lot of upside in yeah. those. So who are you, like, top Six, two? seven? Well, I believe, Frank, didn't you pick Soroka to win I did Cy pick Young? Soroka to win Cy Young. He's one of mine. I've got a lot of confidence in his development. I think Castillo has potential to overshadow both of them. After what you showed me yesterday. And what about the two guys who either won a Cy Young or finished real close between Snell and Nolan? You know, maybe a healthy Severino. Uh, I have my concerns about Snell. Yeah. I think he's going to be the next one with Tom- sale on Tommy Wan. Tommy Wan. What about a Nola? I don't know if Nola ever finds it. Even after what he did in 2018? Well, 2019 was bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And he definitely benefited from a lot better defense in 2018. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was a pretty dominant year. That's more than just a flash, in my opinion. I don't know where he gets long-term. Currently, he has the flu, so. Yeah. Oh, God. So is Gary Sanchez. Yeah, so, so is So we're probably just cutting over the elbow. The elbow. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Sale had the flu, and here we are. Can't take any risks. 
I'd probably go Soroka and either Nola or Castillo. I'd probably go Castillo. Just yeah, the, go so the the thing is, looking at Nola's career. Yeah. What the only anomaly is his good year? Yeah, like yeah. kind of like power. The only like it it looks like he's a mid three ERA guy. But in today's baseball, what is like mid threes? Middle of the rotation guy? Yeah. Maybe a two, depending if you have, like, shortage of pitching. His walks were substantially higher last year than any other year. Duh, everybody had the signs. They were spitting on his stuff. His strikeouts were also higher. That's interesting. Hit more batters. Threw less wild pitches. Faced more batters. Threw more and less innings. innings. Well, well that's what happens when you give up more hits and yeah. walk more. And, yeah, that should have made that correlation. Look gave up more there. homers per nine. Uh, walked another, an extra batter for nine over his career average. Ugh. And struck out more per nine. So it looks like he is uh, throwing harder with less command. That's no bueno, right, Dan? I, I'm not really a pitcher and whatnot, but that doesn't sound very bueno. Well, his hits per nine were lower. I mean, 2018, his hits were hits per nine were as low as they've ever been. But they were a little bit higher last year, but... Nothing drastic? Uh, his whip was higher, which means he's, he's pitching to less contact in general. I don't think that's good. Uh, well, not if your ERA goes up quite a bit. Yeah. That should have really been higher. That's a really weird... He's just his a weird... ERA went up a full run and a half. Yeah. But his fielding independence already at a four. And the year before it was at a three. Mm-hmm. That's a huge jump. Mm-hmm. That's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. But does that anomaly ever happen again? Because he's still only 26, going to be 27 this year. I mean, if if the Phillies want to be successful and win that division, they better sure as shit hope yeah. he, he finds it. They're not getting that from Marietta. Wheeler looked good yesterday. I saw the stat line. He mm-hmm. had six Ks and what, four innings, only one earned? Well, Wheeler can give you... Significant value for probably the next like three, maybe four years. Yeah. I still think Wheeler was overpaid. Oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely was. But for the Phillies, they need a rotation to build. Mm-hmm. I'm quite frankly, the Angels should have probably went and got Wheeler. Yeah, I wouldn't have really minded if they overpaid him a little because they need pitching desperately. Yep. I mean, put Bryce Harper on the pump. He got up to 96 in college. <laughs> He's not going to help you in right field. Oh, did you see, uh, I know I'm going to talk about my Red Sox again, but did you see Alex Verdugo says he could throw 97 off the bump and wants to be a legit two-way player? Probably can. I think he's got to worry about uh, fixing his back. Well, I mean. I feel like this guy's gotten to town. He's just made outlandish well, name for himself. The, question, the, the issue with Verdugo is always been maturity. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, city you got to mature quick in, especially with that media. Unless you hit 40 bombs. Oh, you could do whatever the hell you want if you're going to hit me 40. <laughs> Party in Napoli. Yep. Well, God, I miss Nap. Fuck. Great guy. 
That's all the pitchers. Um, is there anybody on this list that not? Is there somebody not on the list that we think should be on this? Because um, I have a guy in mind, obviously. You're thinking uh, Eduardo. Yes, 19 wins. Mm-hmm. That should get you on this list. Should. I'm not, I'm not being biased, am I? No, I, I have to say Eduardo should be there. Because Nola's on this list, and... Eduardo had a substantial better season. Muy bueno. He shouldn't necessarily be on the list, but just based off last year, maybe Mike Miner. Uh, I could agree with that. I wouldn't consider Mike Miner a top starting pitcher. No, me neither. I'm Who had a better... I, I don't have it up. Who had a better year between Miner and Lance Lynn? Oh... I think they were both Texas Rangers, right? Yes. Yeah. Let me pull that up. I got Lance Lynn here. Okay, I'll get a... Lynn was 16-11 th- with 3.67. And our friend, Mr. Mike Miner, he won 14-10, 3.59, 32 starts. Okay, so Miner had the better year? Yeah, well, his war was through the roof, which I don't know how... Much that really correlates for Lance Lynn's board was seven point six. What was Mike Miner's seven point six? I think we're at a, an impasse here. Fuck, they both should <laughs> just be on the list. What about you? You garbage. Oh, God. Not, great, not a good year at all. Not a great year. But if, if his second half was his full year, maybe. I read something where they. I said. Uh, not said. Well, a few podcasts back, I asked you, did the Yankees like to make a trade? And I read that they were taking taking tabs on Mr. U. Darvish. Mm. I don't know how that would affect him going to the Yankees. So, I don't know if you know this, but... He just gave up 33 homers in Wrigley. That's not going to go good. <laughs> no. Yeah, but the thing about U. Darvish is... Currently, I believe you Darvish is the all-time leader. in strikeouts? Strikeouts per nine. Yes. Yeah, he is. What's his strikeout per nine? 11.1. That's just not normal. The problem is he doesn't often throw nine. (laughs) (laughs) He's having trouble getting six nowadays, Dan. That's right. (laughs) That was my point. So maybe that's a guy that should throw the ninth. Ooh. God, can you imagine if he was a closer and had, like, 18 pitches? Oh, my God. He could be a legitimate two-inning closer. Yeah. If you wanted to make that transition. And he still runs it up there to, what, 97? He wants to. Can you imagine being a closer and it out for an inning? He would just have to not give up 33 home runs. Yes. That, Very that's good. That's the one thing holding him back. Unless they have a 33-run lead. <laughs> the perfect situation. Uh, that's about all I can Is that all we got for pitchers? Yeah. I believe it is. So we got, what, 30 minutes left? Let's, let's, let's take a look here. We have 32 and a half minutes left, Daniel. So, I think it's time for the segment. Yeah. Which one do you want to go with? I'll let you say it. You'll shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. So, in shooting of the shit, Jack and I had started a conversation earlier about 
uh, steroid era of baseball with regards to the Hall of Fame. And the question is, how do how does the steroid era affect guys' Hall of Fame chances? Um, my opinion is guys that are confirmed, test failed, suspended big leaders should be withheld from the Hall of Fame. That means Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens needed to be in the Hall of Fame years ago. It also means that A-Rod and Manny shouldn't be in. Absolutely not. And Ryan Braun, not a Hall of Fame. Granted, his career has taken a turn where that's not going to happen anyway. Yeah. Um, but once you let guys like Pudge Rodriguez in the Hall of Fame, who have been accused publicly of being known steroid users, you got to let the guys like like Bonds and Clemens in because... Yeah, Bonds was, was named in... Everything Under the Sun. The Balco scandal. Um, but it's just like the Astros cheating. Everybody knew it was happening and nobody cared until it went public. Because unpopular opinion, but steroids saved the game of baseball. Much like the scandalous... I wouldn't say the scandal saving the game of baseball as much as it's bringing more attention to it. Yeah. It's making it a talking point where you two are not old enough to remember this, but the, the strike of 95 killed the game of baseball. Baseball was dead. No World Series that year. No right? World Series. Fans were, were out because it was about the money. It wasn't about the game. So, the home run race, and you know the the ninety the ninety eight Yankees winning the World Series in the home run race, you had Griffey hitting 56, 58 homers every year, and there was the holy shit, somebody's going to hit sixty, somebody's going to tie. Uh, Maris at sixty one. Somebody's going to tie Manta. Somebody's going to tie Maris. Uh, and then you had Sosa and McGuire on their home run chase. And every night it was must-watch TV. I have a VHS of uh, McGuire's 60-second home run. I remember I was like... Is that the one you know the Big Mac on? No, that's the one that barely snuck out. Oh, yes. And he missed first base, and Mark Brace made him go back and touch him. Oh, why, why would you do that, Mark Brace? Because it was against the Cubs. Sammy Sosa came in from right field to give him a hug at the plate. Yeah, this was unifying the game of baseball. We're talking about a Cardinals-Cubs rivalry that goes back a hundred fucking years. Jack, we were born at the wrong time, bro. Yeah. Fuck us. And Sammy Sosa used to fucking run around with an American flag. Dude barely spoke English. <laughs> and now he got his skin, ble- yeah, skin bleached. <laughs> well, let's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> he has that disease. Oh, Yeah. It's a rare condition. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> fucking steroids saved the game of baseball because I had eyeballs on, on baseball all the time. And and that's what was that when Bonds wanted to hop on hop in? No. So the thing about Bonds is what I've heard is that um it's not that Bonds wanted to hop in. It was more that it became a racial thing with Bonds. 
because Bond's Bond's greatest influencers were Willie Mays, his godfather, godfather. and his dad, Bobby, Bobby, who played during an era where you were talking about segregation, you were talking about there was no equality in the game. So part of the reason Barry Bonds was not in the Hall of Fame is because of his relationship with the media. Because the advice he was given early in his career from Willie Mays was don't trust the media. Don't trust anybody. Because Willie Mays played in an era where you could not trust the media. Because they would spin what you had to say and make it a racial thing. And it was it was just not a good time. So Bonds didn't interact with the media. He was not part of the players' union. That's why he's not in any of the video games. He's John Dow. That guy raked. Yeah, he did. God, I always use Giants. Yeah. Oh. Didn't they make John Dow a white guy? Yep. That's kind of fucked. It's real fucked. Um, so, so Barry Bonds' media interaction is why he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's why the steroid thing got blown out of proportion the way it is. Because Bonds wasn't the only one. He was one of a million. How many, like, percentage of players in the league that time were on it, do you think? According to Kevin Nitti, he said 75%. It's not a small amount, Dan. Uh, no, Ken Caminiti was not a small man, either. <laughs> he could have played middle linebacker. When you just said that, immediately thought of one man throw a ride. <laughs> immediately. Yes. Ken Caminiti could have played linebacker <laughs> for the 49ers. So, going off what you said, a guy who was never really involved too much with the steroid era, but is still not in the Hall of Fame despite having the numbers, Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield was part of Valco. Oh, he was? Absolutely. Oh, I didn't realize that. He was part of the, oh yeah, he was. The, he had the cream in the clear. Okay, because I know he had a very tumultuous relationship with the media. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've oh. always assumed that was the big reason no one, no one just liked him. Fun Gary fact. Sheffield was also part of the Balcos. Fun fact. My dad needed to clear at one point of his life. Mm. My very unathletic father. Mm. So, does that mean if someone like Bonds and Clemens gets in, Gary has to get in too? He should. Yeah. Well, my argument, Gary Sheffield had a, had a Hall of Fame career. My yeah, argument absolutely. is Bonds and Clemens are Hall of Famers before they took Royce. Absolutely. So, why are we not? Because they both were shitheads to the media. And... Bonds never threw a bat at Mike Piazza either. <laughs> he thought it was the ball. Yeah. The long wooden ball. By the way, Roger Clemens sucks as a driver. He cut my ass off when I was going to a UT baseball game like two years ago. Fuck him. Oh. Uh, personal. Sorry. Personal vendetta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, we look at that. We look at your boy, Big Poppy. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but he was one of the guys that got caught, in the, caught up in the scandal. Yeah, but, but everybody. But why does everybody seem to forget that? Because he's great to the media, right? And he was incredible for the city of Boston. Correct. Especially hell of a speech. Hell of a yeah. Speech. I, but that's the thing: is the Hall of Fame should not be a popularity contest. No, it's true. Larry but, Walker should have been in way earlier than he was. Yeah, but there's argument that Larry Walker had the course field effect and, and all. Of that. It's true. But then you you look at also like like what? Albert Bell. Yeah. Oh. Albert Bell, if you look at his career stats... Aren't they dumb? It's dumb. He dominated the era he played. He is the only 50-50 homer double season, I think. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, that's Why do him. you know that? I know random stats. Albert Bell was a man among <laughs> boys. How did that team not win a World Series? Couldn't beat the Yankees. Ah, fuck them. And the year they beat the Yankees, they blew it. They couldn't beat the Marlins. Gentlemen, I know this is off topic, but Rob Gronkowski is near to a I deal with the WWE. I saw that. That is must-watch television. Going to WWE? Yes. At that point, just go back and play football. Fuck. He makes way more money to do to work way, <laughs> way less. Can we talk for a second about Luis Gonzalez in the midst of all this? Like a pretty average player who's hit 57 home runs in 2001. God, steroids are hell of a thing. Yeah. Well, how about... How about Brady Anderson? Duh. Brady Anderson, who went from 18 homers to 50. That was his only year, right? Wasn't that his only year north of 20? Yep. That's weird. Yes, he just hit 50 after (laughs) a season of 16. What was the year after? 18. (laughs) (laughs) More (laughs) at-bats. That's just dumb, bro. Not a Hall of Famer. He was on Orioles, right? Yes, sir. Jesus. Great sideburns. <laughs> Didn't I think I read? Was Brian Roberts in that report? Yeah, Brian Roberts. What a name Jesus. drop, right? Jesus, that guy was a stud. Doubles machine. How about Brett Boone? Oh, this is the stocky motherfucker. Here, I'll drop another name. Austin Kearns. Yep. Oh, formerly highly touted Austin Kearns. Highly touted that turned out to be he had a, a bad concussion. What, he run into a wall? Yes, he did. Well, Outfielder should have been yelling, track, 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 fans! Uh, see, that was, that's still not as bad. The worst one I've ever seen was when Mike Cameron and Carlos Beltran dove head Oh, oh I, rem- I actually yeah. remember I that. died. Yeah, that Mike scary. Cameron was never the same. Concludes forever. CTE. <laughs> <laughs> should probably donate his brain for... <laughs> Observation. Remember uh, Aaron Rowan? Yes, oh, yes. Oh, God. The breaking of the nose. And he knew Boom. the fence was there and just said, fuck it. I'm, I'm catching run. this ball. I'll just run. <laughs> what do you think about his batting stance? I kind of liked it. He kind of stand. He was standing like, like he had just like pooped his pants. Oh. So back to steroid. Oh. <laughs> um. The first guy to ever get popped for steroids was a bunting guy. Who was it? The twins. Was he? Oh, Marty Cordova. Al- I want to say Alex Sanchez. <laughs> Marty Cordova. I love how we were just talking no, about that. Marty Cordova actually had to sit out because he burned himself. He fell asleep yeah, in the anime. That's right. I heard about His that. name sounds like a, a hockey name. Yeah. Marty Cordova. I just Marty think of Cordova. like Brodor and shit. Do you remember how they would uh, pronounce some of the names in that game? Oh, it was hilarious. They'd be like, hi, I'm Marty Cordova. The, uh, I'm looking at this guy's batting stance. Yeah, how do you... Uh, fell asleep in a tanning bed and had to stay out of the sun. That was his... Uh, hard to be a pro baseball player. You're not allowed to go out in the sun. What about uh, Sosa throwing out his back after a sneeze? Hey, we've all thrown out our back doing crazy shit. Yeah, there was a... Uh, I think it was Tim Raines. It was either Tim Raines or Ricky Henderson. That fell asleep with uh, an ice pack on and got frostbite. Had to miss a game. Uh, Joel Ziyama, the guitar. Joel Z- 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 Zia- Oh yes, Zamaya. He had a flame, flame tattooed on his forearm. Yeah, he did. Just to let you know, he was throwing fuzz. 
Not only that, how about... Uh, Dan, I got a question. I just see... I, I'm looking at a picture, like, MLB, like, during, like, the trial. And Kurt Schilling is in here. Is he? Yes. Well, no. Kurt Schilling was... Was he MFLP, uh, MLBPA? He was also a big advocate for... Um, punishment. Oh, okay. Because his belief was... Why are the laws of Major League Baseball over the laws of the United States? Oh, well, we're forgetting Bobby Estella. Uh, Alex Sanchez was indeed the first one suspended. I'm looking at Bobby Estella's forearms, and my good God. Juan Rincon. Yes. Rafael Betancourt. Rafael Palmero. Benito Santiago. Ryan Franklin. Mike Morse. Were both Giambi's accused? Jeremy. Jason Giambi was the most obvious steroid yes. user in the game of baseball. But they have Jeremy on here too. Probably. Yes. I thought it was just Jason. I did no. not know that. No, there were a whole bunch of Red Sox at that time. Um, Ryan Franklin, Mike Morse, Felix Heredia, Matt Lawton. Raphael Palmero. I have already mentioned oh. him. Jason Grimsley, Moda. Uh, Nafi Perez. Twice. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy with the lazy eye from the Rangers? Mike Cameron. John, oh, you said John Rocker? Mm-hmm. So, hold on. Mike Cameron. Jose Guillen. Jay Gibbons. Eliezer Afon- Afonso. Uh... A.C. Romero, Manny Ramirez, Edinson Volquez, Manny Ramirez again. <laughs> Pettit? Did you say Pettit? I'm not that far yet. Oh. Eliezer, Al- Alfonso again. Soriano? No. Guillermo Moda again. Freddie Galvis. Galvis. Marlon Bird, Melky Cabrera, Bartolo Colon, Grandal. Eric Gagne. Everybody forgets Granddog got popped. He has money? Yep. What year? 2012. It wasn't even established yet. Carlos Ruiz, Ryan Braun, Nelly Cruz, Jayhani Peralta, <laughs> Antonio Bastardo, Cervelli, Arod. Cruz got popped? Yeah. Why do I forget that? Then he had his 40 homer year with the Orioles. Oh, yeah, he signed that one-year prove-it thing. Yeah, he proved it. Miguel Tejada. Oh, what a guy. Cameron Mabin. Cam Mabin is on that list? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Irvin Santana. Henry Mejia three times. <laughs> Abraham Almonte. Chris Colabello. D. Gordon. Uh, I was, I wasn't, that was kind of like the bullshit one, right? Yeah, that was the 80-gamer. Yeah, it was like the one, like the over-the-counter drug that he just... Yeah. Eh, that's what he says. Yeah. Cano got popped. I'm not, I'm not there yet. D. Gordon got popped for testosterone. Marlon Bird again. Raul Mondesi. Favorite C. Bon, yes. No. Uh, Starling Marte. Jorge Polanco. Both Pirates outfielders at the time. No. Jorge Polanco. Ah. Uh, Robbie Cano. Wellington Castillo. Stephen Wright. The knuckleballer who hits his wife. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie Montas, Tim Backham, Michael Pinheira. 
Did Montas get popped again? No, Montas was 2019. These are all guys that have tested positive. Oh. So those are all guys that shouldn't be Hall of Famers. Oh, my boy got tested positive. Hmm? My boy tested positive. Hmm? Not great. No. You showed me that. Yep. Now, here are other guys. These are guys that were minor leaguers when they got when they tested positive. So let's look at the guys that are now up in the Grandes. Uh, or made it to the Grandes. Remarkably. Still not coming up with anybody. Nobody notable. There is one notable. Uh, Abraham Nunez. I, I know that name. That name. Um, I don't know that name. <laughs> can't, ah. can't say I know that one. Salome. My buddy that played for the Brewers. Fifth round pick. Made it to the Grandes the next year. As a uh, September call-up. Um, Henry Owens. I feel like he was a... He was also a Red Sox. Yeah. Sergio Mitre. He was a pitcher. Yankees, Marlins. Uh, yeah. Can't think of anyone else. He was with the Yankees when it happened. Uh, Kevin Franson from the Phillies. Good old Jesus Montero. Uh, Former Yankee. Alex Coleman. Duh, he's still in the league. Yeah. Arodas Viscaino. Also still in the league. Um, Steve Delabar. There's a pitcher. Uh, Jair Jurgens. That's a name. Yeah, it is. That's a throwback name. In 2017. And that... Is uh, that's that list. It's a nice list. G Man Joy got popped in 2014. That's right. I know we didn't hear his name until 2016. Mm hmm. Makes sense. The uh, Ice Horse got popped in 2018. Yes, he did. Still hitting moon bombs. Mm. Got a high strikeout rate this spring. Got to trim that down, man. 45% just isn't going to cut it. He does punch it quite a bit. Uh, all right. Here we go. Steroids most notorious, or baseball's most notorious steroid users. Roger Clemens. Candy Caminiti. There he is. That's right. There he is. Bobby Estaleo. Huge for him. That's the picture I saw. The Giambis. Benito Santiago. Gary Sheffield. Joey Canseco. Tom House. Old guy. Mm, Played in the seventies. (coughs) Wally Joyner. Rafael Palmero. Jimmy Lairitz. Paxton Crawford. Never even heard of the man. Johnny Rocker. Well, that was the least of his worries. Jason Grimsley. <laughs> David Segui. Brian Roberts. 
Paul Bird. He was HGH for um, England, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he he used HGH. He had a pituitary gland thing. I asked that guy for an autograph, and he said, he, I don't care, kid. You know, crazy, crazy look in his eye. Oh, yeah. Andy Pettit. A-Rod. Mark McGuire. And, uh, Armando Rios. Manny. Melky. That was... Can we talk about the disaster of Melky getting popped? Yeah. Fake that he, he had one of his buddies create a fake company selling... Uh, that it was allegedly selling tainted supplements. It's ridiculous. Yeah, were we, did you mention Jack Cuss getting popped? No. Mitchell report. No. Eric Gagne. Jack Cuss. Who cares about Jack Cuss? Yeah, I just think it's funny. And can we talk about the fact that Sports Illustrated ranked Jack Cuss the worst defensive outfielder in the history of baseball? Are we shocked? No. I'm more shocked that National League teams kept signing. Um, but so there's a lot of guys on this one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. My conclusion is that the steroid era, the players that played in the steroid era before testing, should not have steroid allegations held over them. When it comes to Hall of Fame eligibility or anything else, because the hitters, the pitchers, everybody was using. So it was a level playing field. And that's why uh, Commissioner Selig went so hard on guys like Braun and A Rod when he finally had evidence that they were beating the tests. Because he wanted to, he wanted his legacy not to be the guy that was the commissioner during the steroid era. He wanted to be, to be the guy that beat the steroid era when the worst cheater of all played on the team that he owned. Because Ryan Braun is the worst cheater of all. Yeah. And there's, it's really hard to argue that. Um. Thoughts for you guys on, on any of that? It's very well informed with people I was unaware of. Yeah, me Thanks too. to Daniel's knowledge. Due to our late, I've read every books. book you, I can find on steroid scandals in baseball. So, with all that going into mind, who would you put on your 2021 ballot? My 2021 ballot. Clemens and Bonds are, are there. I don't even know who else is eligible. Schilling, well, Schilling's got 70% of the vote. Schilling's in. Uh... Because if Pedro's a Hall of Famer, Schilling's a Hall of Famer. Gary Sheffield only has 30, but assuming those two get in, he'd probably... Sheffield's in. Yeah. Um, No Manny. Nope. Uh, Sosa's still on that list. Nope. Nope. Get away from me. Andy Pettit? No, he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's the Hall of Very Good. Really good pick-off, that was it. Yeah, he's the Hall of Very Good. He's not a Hall of Famer to me. Big course effect, but uh, Todd Helton... He's Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer. 3,000 hits. hits. Good to see him. Does he have that many? Oh, yeah. He's the only Rocky with 3,000. The only... Well, he's also the only career Rocky. That's true. I can't think of any other Rocky. Oh, Except Vinny Castillo. They've been what around... A <laughs> the, the franchise has only been around for... His entire career? <laughs> well, it's less than 30 years. 
he was uh, Colorado's Ryan Zimmerman. Yes. Yeah. He was also Peyton Manning's backup quarterback at Tennessee. That's right, he was. Shit. It was a two-sporter? Mm. Well, he didn't play football. No. He, well, he, got, the, the he got the trickle-down effect. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to sit on the bench for the games? Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Sure. Maybe a clipboard? And a hat? <laughs> Maybe a headset every now and then? Sure. Sign me the Can I take up. a team photo? <laughs> also, uh, he is the director of baseball operations at the University of Tennessee. Really? Yep. Good for him. So Bob Phil gets hung out with that guy. Billy Wagner. I think Billy Wagner's a Hall of Famer. He learned to pitch left-handed. Well, also he's he's one of those guys that as a closer, you're like, yeah, he's a guy. He's in. He's a dude. As a closer, you know, he had uh, over 400 saves. He's in. You taking him over Hoffman at their best? Hoffman's a Hall of Famer too. Yeah, but overall, like. Uh, at their very best, because that's that's how I like to compare a lot of those two. I mean, it's flip a coin. They're so fucking different. Yeah. Hoffman was finesse and a filthy change piece, and Wagner's here's ninety eight. See if you can do it. Yeah. Well, here it is. You're not touching this. Oh I mean, yeah, and here's a little slide piece because you fell off the, the heater. Versus Mo. Oh, the, he's the best closer ever. Okay, so you're taking Mo then. Uh, he is. The gold standard of closers. And that's why... So, we'll go to the unanimous conversation. Yeah. Um, let's talk Derek Jeter first. Derek Jeter should not have been a 99% guy. I agree with you a thousand percent. Derek Jeter... Is Derek Jeter first ballot Hall of Famer? Yep. He's not a, a unanimous. Is he a... I don't even think he's a 90% guy. He's like an 84% guy. He's not even close to the best shortstop of his generation. No. For him all time. My argument would be that the time when A-Rod went, he, Jeter wasn't even the best shortstop on his team. A-Rod was better at shortstop. He moved. Yes, but it wasn't. It was Jeter's team. Yes, that's, yeah. So, uh, now, what Jeter did to put him in the Hall of Fame is the, the intangibles and the unquantifiables. But he was the lead, he was the captain of the best team in that decade, in that era. So, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. But Marilyn Rivera is the best closer that ever lived. Mm-hmm. And you have never seen a closer as reliable, and you never will again. Yeah. How many guys have been the best player at their position their entire career? Without a doubt. And Marion Rivera did not have a bad season. No. Period. He had a bad week. You only see, the only bad season he had was the season he missed because he tore his ACL. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Field drills. Yeah. Never had a bad statistical season. So he's a unanimous Hall of Famer. And that's, he is, and I'm perfectly okay with him being the only unanimous guy because there is debate at every other position on the field of who's the best that ever did this. There is no debate that Rivera is the best that ever did it. Yeah. And I second that, even as a Red Sox fan. I respect the fuck out of Mel. So when you look at a guy... That I don't have to see him pitching tonight. No, fuck that. When you look at the first guy who's almost unanimous, Ken Griffey Jr., you know, there's a legitimate debate as to the best center fielder is of all time. He'd be top five for most people, but... So I don't... Injury. Injury? Well, so there was still... There were the questions of, was Ken Griffey Jr. on steroids, right? Yeah. And, nope. You know how you can you tell? He's still a string bee. Nope, because Ken Griffey Jr. did what... 35, like mid-30s players were supposed to do. Yeah, decline. He got old, he got hurt, he got slow, and he got fat. Yeah. He did what he was supposed to do. Um, 
And, you know, it's an impossible argument. You can't tell me that Ken Griffey Jr. is the best center fielder that ever lived. Oh, I'm not. I'm saying there's... Because there's Willie Mays. Yeah, Willie Mays. Joe DiMaggio. You could even say... Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb played second base. He could have played center field. Yeah. (laughs) I played him in center field on the video (laughs) game. That's what it was. Um, Tris Speaker. Yeah. What do you have, like, the 4,000 hits? Is he 4,000 guy? No. There's two 4,000 guys. Cobb and Rose. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got to be close. And Ichiro, if you count Japan. I like those stand If he played his entire career here, how many do you think Ichiro has? You don't think he gets the four? It's fair. Pitching's Pitching, worse over pitching's there. Pitching's way different. Mm-hmm. And and they did figure out that he's just going to hit the ball on the ground and run and be real fast. <laughs> he's going to be halfway to first base if you make contact. His style really worked for him, but have you ever watched like his pregame routine for batting practice? Oh, he just hits balls and seats. He could hit a home. I feel like he could he hit a home run whenever the hell he wants. Absolutely. He could have... Ichiro could have hit 30 homers every season, but he hit, would have hit 260, and that wasn't good enough for him. This is a guy that would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and take try swings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whichever team's having a really bad season should bring him on and just ask him to try to hit homers. He's uh, throwing BP for the Mariners right now. Well, they should bring him on for their outfield. I mean, they can. him, Hanniger, and who else? Not Vogelback. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so, put him in center. Talk about He'll a fight. center on a football oh, team. Good God. You put him and Voigt, you got an offensive line. <laughs> Throw in Prince Fielder. And the guy from the t- uh, Twins, yeah, Estadio, yeah, yeah. whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the fact that Prince Fielder would have been a Hall of Famer if he stayed healthy? Yeah. What was the, how did he hurt his neck? Just by being the size he was? I am not a doctor, my friend. So I could not tell you, but... I would assume that uh, that had something to do with it. Yeah. Also, I would imagine the violence of his hell hacks didn't help <laughs> Yeah, he was one of those guys, you know, the year Pujols got the big contract, he got a massive deal. Yeah. And he just kind of slowly disappeared after that. Went to Texas and then called it. Uh, I mean, he was good, but he well, didn't he get the pull. He was in Detroit and Milwaukee and yeah. in Texas. And was like, uh, See ya. Don't get got? paid. You got yeah. the big bucks. Uh, that's all I got. Jack, you got, uh, we got about a minute and 15. You got anything quick? Yeah. I'll add uh, one stat that could be fun. What do Tony Perez and Starling Castro have in common? Not a whole lot. Yeah, except for one thing. They have both recorded an at-bat against Jamie Moyer. Well, Jamie Moyer pitched in 30 decades. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Moyer is 163 years old. They actually, like, uh, 12 his, kids. for his last start, they dug him up from his grave. He's got I believe team. Jamie Moyer has allowed the most home runs ever. I believe he beat Robin Roberts in that category. And I also believe uh, that I... Don't know why somebody signed him at 49 years old. So, well, that's all we got. All right. Tune in next week. We'll catch y'all. More excitement. <laughs>